The following podcast contains sensitive material intended to provide historical context. Discretion is advised. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome everyone aboard this podcast. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 35,000 feet, an airspeed of 450 miles per hour. Weather is clear and sunny with a high of 75 degrees. The cabin crew will be coming around in about 20 minutes to offer you a light snack and beverage. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome aboard Pilot Error. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. You may know me from such podcasts as the Deep Dive Podcast, the Deep Dive Microcast, and Mysteries of the Deep. We are not affiliated with Deep Dive Reverse Mortgages or Deep Dive Self-Threading Catheters. This is Pilot Error, where we look at TV shows that never made it past their first episode, usually with good reason. And we've got a doozy for you this time. A show so offensive so wrong-headed, and so tasteless that it was canceled after one episode. It was a parody of classic American situation comedies like I Love Lucy. But instead of starring America's favorite crazy redhead, it featured one of history's most detestable monsters. The sitcom was called Heil Honey, I'm Home. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hello. I'm home. Hi, honey. Smile, honey. Because I'm home. Gee, it's great to be Top Gun, but it's nothing like the fun that I get when I say hi, honey. I am home. Hi, honey. Smile, honey. Gee, it's great to be back. Hi, honey. I'm home. going to get into the history of World War II and the Third Reich and all that, this podcast is definitely not the place, nor could I do the topic any justice here. Instead, let's look at the decidedly more pleasant history of the situation comedy, or sitcom for short. The sitcom has been a staple of television from pretty much the beginning. However, it didn't actually start there. There were, in fact, sitcoms before TV. The format began during the heyday of radio and predated the television sitcom by 20 years. Now, the very first radio sitcom has an interesting history of its own. That show was called Sam and Henry. It was created in 1926 by radio performers Freeman Godson and Charles Carell. The show was about the tribulations of two African-American men who moved up north to Chicago to get away from the Jim Crow South. And yes, both Godson and Carell were white performers portraying blacks in a stereotypical fashion. Henry, this young tooth is about to kill me. I ain't never had a toothache like this before. Well, here's the dentist's office. Let's open the door and get on in there. Come on in, you with me now, Henry. Stick with me now. Take off your hat now. Take off your hat. Mm, 
It sure do smell funny in here, don't it? It smells dangerous to me. I wonder where the dentist is. There's a sign there that says take a seat. The dentist is busy. He's in that little office there. Henry, I don't like the way it smells in here. I wonder where the dentist is now. He's right there in that little office. I wonder if the dentist is working on anybody. Listen here, Henry. Listen to that noise. I believe the dentist is working on somebody. Henry, you know what? Your tooth doesn't stop aching. Ain't that funny? It don't ache a bit now. There you go now. There you go. The show was broadcast on radio station WGN in Chicago and was successful enough to run for nearly 600 episodes over a two-year period. In fact, the show was so popular that Godson and Carell were lured away from WGN to a rival radio station with the promise of more money. There was one problem. WGN owned the Sam and Henry show, so new characters were created with it. And a new title. You may have heard of it. Amos and Andy. That would continue on radio for another 25 years. It made perfect sense to have a successful format like the situation comedy make the jump to the newfangled invention of television. Now, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the first sitcom to be broadcast on American television was called Mary Kay and Johnny. It was about the day-to-day goings-on of a young married couple. Mary Kay and Johnny were played by Mary Kay and Johnny Stearns, an actual young married couple. The show began in 1947, and... This is the United States Steel Hour. Now let's join Mary Kay and Johnny. Let's take a walk through tonight's set. It's interesting, isn't it? Looks like we're walking right through an impressionistic picture at one of those modern art museums. Well, but it can't be because here's a real casement window. And it's made of steel. Actually, this was put up to show how beautiful and practical steel is around the house. When it's cold and snowy and the wind begins to howl, what does the man of the house usually do? Well, if he's sort of let the cold weather creep up on him and uh, his windows are the old-fashioned kind, then he has to hurry over to his neighbor's house, borrow the ladder, then struggle with the ladder, which is quite a job in itself, then he has to take the screens down and then try to put the storm sashes up. Every year, the same thing happens. So when it does turn cold, there you are, in your warm, cozy home, paying less for fuel bills, protected from wind and weather by strong, economical steel. Which gives me the impression that even in a blizzard... Yes, even in a blizzard, only steel can do so many jobs so well. Mary Kay and Johnny were played by Mary Kay and Johnny Stearns, an actual young married couple. The show began in 1947 and bounced around all three existing television networks until it ended in 1949. Only one episode is known to still exist, and it's archived at the Paley Center for Media in New York City. Now, it goes without saying that the situation comedy has been a mainstay of the television landscape ever since. From I Love Lucy to Everybody Loves Raymond, 
the sitcom is a tried and true format that endures to this day. That doesn't mean that they've always been safe. 50 years ago, audiences were shocked by the behavior of racist middle-class patriarch Archie Bunker in All in the Family. The 1970s brought with it a whole host of controversial sitcoms. Maud, Three's Company, and MASH to name a few. The 1980s saw more shows that pushed the boundaries of good taste, but those were mostly for shock value rather than social commentary. Married with children, chief among them. Now, there have been sitcoms with questionable premises. Hogan's Heroes comes to mind, a late 1960s sitcom about a group of allied prisoners of war in a Nazi German Stalag or prison camp. Funny stuff, right? Well, it lasted six seasons and 168 episodes, so uh, maybe? Well, now that we've established precedent, let's get to the case in point. The year is 1990. In March of that year, a new satellite-based television service was launched in the United Kingdom. It was called BSB, or British Satellite Broadcasting. The service launched five separate channels. One of them focused on entertainment programming. It was called Galaxy. This is Galaxy. And have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful world. This autumn on Galaxy, enjoy award-winning drama in new and exciting series. And there's controversial, weird, and wonderful new comedy. You don't know Neville Chamberlain is coming here to Germany? <laughs> no. Switch on and enjoy the best in family viewing only on Galaxy, the entertainment channel. The Galaxy Channel began with a mix of movies, TV reruns, and a smattering of original programs, which they were looking to expand upon. Veteran British television writer Jeff Atkinson pitched an idea to the channel's executives. They bought it immediately and ordered eight episodes to be written and produced, which they did. That show was Heil Honey, I'm Home. Heil Honey, I'm Home! <laughs> Honey, me. What did I do now? Oh, tonight you will make a schnitzel. What a joke. You must be real mad at me, honey. I'm a very, very bad Hitler. <laughs> Come here, baby. Don't touch me. You've been late for your dinner every night this week. Ava, babe, please. I'm the Fuhrer. <laughs> I'm a busy man. I can't just walk off the job at five o'clock. On Monday, you had to meet with Goebbels. On Tuesday, von Ribbentrop. On Wednesday, Klaus Katzenjammer. Who's Klaus Katzenjammer? He's my tailor. You should see the tuts, honey. You see, <laughs> everyone's more important than Ava. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Schickelgruber. 
You may be big stuff in Germany, but I knew you and you were just a house painter. Boy, this is going to be some night. Let's unpack this, shall we? There's a lot going on here. First of all, it's supposed to be kind of a found footage thing that a supposedly lost show from the 1950s was discovered and restored. Hi, Honey, I'm Home is a takeoff on I Love Lucy, but with Adolf Hitler and Ava Braun taking on the Lucy and Desi roles. And their wacky neighbors were a Jewish couple named Arnie and Rosa Goldstein. Now, if that description doesn't automatically trigger a facepalm, I don't know what will. Why was this even considered? Well, it helps to understand that the British have a history of mocking Nazis in general and Adolf Hitler in particular. Monty Python did it on several occasions, as did Faulty Towers. And if you're looking for more contemporary examples, look no further than the recent Taika Waititi film, Jojo Rabbit. Isle Honey, I'm Home was, according to its creator, meant to both skewer the familiar tropes of old 50s sitcoms, but also make Hitler into a short-tempered, thin-skinned buffoon, always trying to get one over on his neighbors. In the pilot, set in 1938, the old, the boss is coming over for dinner trope is used. Here, the boss is British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, and he's bringing the notorious Munich Agreement that was meant to appease Hitler and avoid all-out war. And we all know how that worked out. Hitler, who for some reason speaks with a phony New York accent, tries to keep the arrival of the Prime Minister a secret from his nosy neighbors. Hilarity ensues. No, but not really. Adolf, I swear I never told her. She knew we got company. She saw me preparing the food, but I did not tell her who. You sure? Sure, I'm sure. Okay. 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 That's good. They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, Adolf, when's he due? Who, Rosa? No. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You don't know Neville Chamberlain is coming here to Germany? <laughs> no. Not tell her, did I, Rosa? Uh, no, no. Um, I just figured it out. Spontaneously. <laughs> you just figured out that Neville Chamberlain was coming. Spontaneously. <laughs> did you have a glass against the wall when you figured it out, huh? Yeah, that's exactly it. I was listening at the wall. Are you crazy? You wanted to get out that Adolf Hitler insults his neighbors? Now relax! Lighten up! <laughs> You're right. You're right. I gotta think nice thoughts. Poland. <laughs> the Sudetenland. France. Okay, 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 I got it. Okay. This is what we do. We get the Goldensteins tipsy so they fall asleep. Hmm? Then we can bundle them back to their apartment. What could be simpler? The dummy who thought of it. You got a better plan. Yeah, we go in there and we punch their heads together. 
Heil Honey, I'm Home failed to work as a comedy, a parody, and social commentary. After the pilot aired in September of 1990, Jewish groups attacked the show and its content calling it distasteful and offensive. Out of eight episodes that were made, only the pilot ever made it on the air. The typical reason given for its cancellation is the controversy and outrage surrounding its content. However, that theory may not be entirely correct. According to show creator Atkinson, the reason was much more complicated. You see, by the time Heil Honey I'm Home went on the air, the British satellite broadcasting company was in big financial trouble. Mostly because another satellite TV service debuted at the same time. Australian media mogul Rupert Murdoch's Sky Channel. Both were losing money as they split viewership and subscribers. Two months after Heil Honey I'm Home aired, a 50-50 merger between BSB and Sky Channel was announced. Welcome to Sky Sky was launched on the Astra satellite on the 5th of February 1989. It was a revolution in television with enormous financial risks for owner Rupert Murdoch. Tonight, Sky and BSB have merged with a combined investment of one and a quarter billion pounds. Company bosses are confident that they can take on the terrestrial services of ITV and the BBC and win the viewing battle. A new television revolution is underway. John Cooks and Sky News. Most of the original shows on BSB's Galaxy Channel were canceled. Atkinson believed that was ultimately the reason why his controversial creation was forever locked away in some undisclosed bunker. Atkinson went on to work on many British comedies, including the classic puppet-based spitting image, political satire between Iraq and a hard place, and the self-explanatory show badly dubbed Porn. Making fun of Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany is indeed problematic. Evil of that magnitude isn't to be taken lightly. It can be done well, yes. Just ask Mel Brooks, who has done so on several occasions. In a 2019 New York Times article, media critic A.O. Scott said such mockery, quote, represents a form of exorcism, a way of appropriating the symbols of terror and hatred and stripping them of their power by exposing their absurd, idiotic banality." End quote. Sounds about right. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has just been cleared to land. As we start our descent, Please make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position. Make sure your seat belt is securely fastened and all carry-on luggage is stowed underneath the seat in front of you or in the overhead bins. We hope you had a safe and enjoyable listening experience. If you have any comments, go to the deep dive podcast at gmail.com and drop us a line. Any clips used in the podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on any existing copyrights. Thanks for flying an Automaton Studios production.